The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Amen. So today we are starting a a new series um, titled The Holy Spirit. And it is so important. I know you would say that whenever you start a new series, you always say it's so important. But this is so super important. And, you know, um, in, in every life, of a, of, 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 of a believer, the most important person in every life of a believer is the Holy Spirit. And you see, unfortunately, what I've observed as a pastor over the years is that a lot of Christians, a lot of us, we try to do life by ourselves. When we engage the Holy Spirit, sometimes it's, it's just when we remember, oh, or when we, our backs are against the wall. But you see, God wants us to understand that the presence and the person of the Holy Spirit is indispensable. This series, God is going to open our eyes afresh in the name of Jesus. It's, it's going to um, bring practically what it means to walk with the Holy Spirit to fruition in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. In John 14, John chapter 14, verse 16, John 14, 16. Now, this is the Lord Jesus speaking himself. If you were at Tribe on Wednesday, you know, we read this passage of scripture. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. Another transition says another comforter. And he, the other advocate, will never leave you. So, so the promise of the Holy Spirit is a perpetual promise. It's a promise that once you come into it, you don't come out of it. Praise the name of the Lord. And when Jesus says here that I will ask the Father and he will give you another, another, I think I've explained it before, the word another there in, in, in the Greek actually means another of the same kind, another of the same quality, another like me. So the, the same way Jesus was there with the disciples, the Holy Spirit is here with us. Praise the name of the Lord. The same way Peter will have a question and he would say, Lord, the same way we, if we have questions, we can say, Lord. The same way Jesus will step into their boat and steal their storms. The same way the Holy Spirit will steal the storms in your life in the name of Jesus. And, you know what, we look further into that um, passage of scriptures. Advocate, it's um, a word in, in the Greek that is 
uh, called Paracletos. It means a comforter, a helper, an intercessor, an advocate, a strengthener, a standby, a backbone. I mean, the, the Holy Spirit, if you look at your life and you like, I, I, I'm, I'm out of counsel, it shows there's a deficiency in your work with the Holy Spirit. If you look at your life, I need a helper. I need a backbone. I need a standby. And if you need to strengthen those areas, it's proof that you need to strengthen your work with the Holy Spirit. So straight away, the word paracletos is from two words, para and carius. Para means alongside of, like parallel lines. So if I'm walking, someone that is walking with me, alongside, we are going in the same direction. And, and, and that is important. And the um, second bit, kaleo, means to call. To call. When you bring the two together, the Holy Spirit is someone called alongside of the believer. The Holy Spirit is called alongside of the believer. And not just alongside in verse 16 of John chapter 14 that we read. Not just alongside. Verse 16 says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter who will never leave you. 17. 17 says, and it will be with you, and it will be in you. So, so the Holy Spirit is, is, is not just with us. The Holy Spirit is in us. Everyone say in us. The Holy Spirit is with us and in us. And it's totally beautiful. The Holy Spirit is with us and he is in us. Everybody say after me, the Holy Spirit is with me. And the Holy Spirit is in me. Is with me. Is in me. So when you look at how what the, what theologians have called dispensations of divinity, you know, we there's a there's a period of time that has, they've tried to categorize as the dispensation of Jehovah, of the Father, of God the Father, and that is from creation till um, um, when when Jesus came. And and when Jesus came, um, some people have said that's dispensation of the Son. Not quite. What when Jesus came? Jesus came to trigger actually the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. The dispensation of the Son is still coming in the millennial rule of Christ. You know, that will be the dispensation of the Son if you want to categorize it like, like that. So, right now, we are in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one in power. So, <laughs> just as it is in, in life, in, in any country in the world, if you know the person in power, and you have a good relationship with the person in power, your life will be a little bit easier, don't you think? 
Praise the name of the Lord. So the Holy Spirit is the active divine ruler on earth. He is the active divine ruler on earth. If there's someone you need to suck up to, it's the Holy Spirit. If there's someone you need to be his friend, it's the Holy Spirit. If, so, if, 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 if everybody disagrees with you and the Holy Spirit agrees with you, you are fine. Praise the name of the Lord. Why? Because it's the ruler of the earth. In Acts 1.8, Acts 1.8, Jesus speaking, it was like, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. In Luke 1, Luke 1, 35, it says the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the most high God will overshadow you. I pray in the name of Jesus that the Holy Spirit will come upon you. I pray that the power of the highest will overshadow you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will come upon your business and your career. I pray that the power of the highest will overshadow your destiny in the name of Jesus. I mean, it is so crucial that we understand that the Holy Spirit is the custodian of the power of God. The Holy Spirit is the custodian of... The Holy Spirit is not the power of God. The Holy Spirit is God. The, but the Holy Spirit is the, is the carrier of the power is the carrier of the power. Jesus had to rely on the Holy Spirit to do everything. The Father, obviously, is the Spirit. The, ex, the expression of the Spirit that proceeds from the Father, that's what we are actually calling the Holy Spirit. You know, you know that is the one on earth. The one on the throne, we call the Father. The one that came in the flesh, we call the Son. But the three are one. Praise the name of the Lord. So we see that the Holy Spirit is a person. It's a person. There's a book and even factum, you know, that we think that the Holy Spirit is, um, <laughs> is some force or some. The Holy Spirit is a person, you know. Someone forwarded something to me on social media, you know. I'm just remembering now. And, and, and the person asked the question what's the difference between. Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit. Have you seen that thing? <laughs> totally very funny. That says, Holy, Holy, <laughs> Holy Ghost is the one with fire. You know, that Holy Spirit is the gentle one. That when you want to deal with your enemies, you don't call the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you, you call Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> you know, it says that, oh, help. All sorts of things, you know. That ghost is the is the one that is a Nollywood movies. <laughs> you know, all sorts of, you know. And ignorance. I mean, I, some people were just joking, but if you read those comments, some people were actually totally ignorant. What's the difference between Holy Spirit and Holy Ghost? Nothing. Ghost is just an ancient word of some spirit. Holy Spirit is the Holy Ghost. President of the Lord. <laughs> How did I even get into that? Praise the name of the Lord. So we see that the Holy Spirit is the person of God Himself. 
as believers in the, in the Old Testament, they had obviously the, the, the Holy Spirit in certain measures and they had certain encounters with the Holy Spirit. And when people have offices, I mean, as kings, as priests, as prophets, the Holy Spirit comes upon them for the purpose of, of the office that they occupy. You know? But when the Holy Spirit was released at Pentecost, everyone that believes in Christ Jesus has a measure of the Holy Spirit. If, you, if it is the seal that God has placed upon us, so if you're a believer in Christ Jesus, you have a measure of the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit in you already. You have the Holy Spirit in you already. So what is this thing about the baptism in the Holy Spirit? If you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you have an overflowing presence of the, of, of the Spirit. The best way to illustrate this is, if you look at these three cups, three cups and a jug, now, you can't even begin to fill these cups and receive the water of the Holy Spirit. Let's just assume this is the Holy Spirit, okay? If I begin to pour water on these cups, what will happen? Will any of the cups have water? That's what happens when you close your life to the Holy Spirit. It can be present, but it is not influential in your life. Its activities are, are limited or non-existent. Why? Because you are closed. Your mind is closed to the Holy Spirit. If your mind is closed, we can pour all the water in the world, all the presence of the Holy Spirit. Nothing will happen. But some, when they come to Christ Jesus and their minds are open and their spirits are open, they get A measure. The, the, the scripture says that Jesus was given the Holy Spirit without measure. So the Holy Spirit can be given in measure. Oh, yes, it can. Yes, it can. <laughs> now, if you have another cup that is open and is filled to this point and goes back for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and get filled. What happens? The water begins to bubble. So from his bellies, there flows rivers of living waters. Praise the name of the Lord. So if I keep pouring, it keeps reaching. It keeps flowing. It keeps reaching. So it keeps spreading and reaching people's lives. People that come in contact with you get healed. People that, that have burdens. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, by the time they come in contact with you, the, the chains are broken. The burden is lifted. And that is the privilege of every believer in Christ Jesus. But not every believer gets to this point of overflowing. Now, it is not once filled, forever filled. Because we 
are ministering. We are doing life. We are interacting. Some people, if you shake them, the, 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 the yokes they are carrying, by the time the anointing is destroyed, the yoke, you yourself, you feel deflated. So, over time, by reason of use, even those that are open and are filled to the brim get used up. I can you see that? It's, it's gone down. It's a miracle. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And, and, and another person comes and shares all the, the, the challenge they have at work. And you just give them a counsel. But, but virtue leaves you. And if care is not taken... If care is not taken, we have Christians that are talking empty tongues today. The tongue is still present, but the vessel is empty. Because the tongue is a gift. So, what we do when we get depleted, fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, fill me till I want her no more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and let saying, Pastor, is full now. He doesn't finish where it's coming from. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. It keeps flowing. So, we see that the immediate, the immediate evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit is speaking in other tongues. The immediate evidence when you're filled with the Holy Spirit is, is actually joy, actually. It's, it's joy. But the expression that comes out is other tongues. It's, it's speaking in other tongues. Every occurrence, you know, I, I, Pastor, you know, is, must everybody speak in tongues? No. I mean, there are people that remain at AFCOP till they see Jesus and they are going to heaven. Praise God. But I don't want AFCOP. Excuse me. Do you want AFCOP? I don't want AFCOP. Everywhere in scriptures, that you see the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Every single occurrence of baptism of the Holy Spirit, there was speaking in other tongues. Check scriptures. Every single occurrence. The only occurrence in scriptures that the, the, the speaking in other tongues did not accompany the baptism of the Holy Spirit was when Saul of Tarsus, was when um, Ananias laid hands on him for him to receive the Holy Ghost. The Bible in Acts 9 did not say Paul spoke in tongues, but said Paul received the Holy Spirit. But in 1 Corinthians 14, Paul told us himself, I speak in tongues more than you all. So it means that even the only occurrence that there's, it's not associated, the guy later said that I didn't speak. 
So why do you want to deprive yourself? You have to hunger for it. You have to desire the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Why do you want to live an ordinary life? Why do you want to say, oh, do you have to baptize the Holy Spirit? Nope. Okay, what if I don't want to baptize the Holy Spirit? Well, continue living an ordinary life. I don't want to live an ordinary life. Ask your neighbor, do you want to live an ordinary life? The Holy Spirit fills to the overflowing. I remember, I mean, how I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I was in, alone in my room. I, I didn't want anyone, you know, because I'd heard all sorts of things. Christians, I've heard, you know, I got saved in my final year in university, and I've heard, before I got saved, how people were teaching each other to speak in tongues, you know, say, kaka, kaka, say, mama. I mean, I, I was just disgusted. I was like, oh, man, you know. So, when I finally got saved by finally, I said that God, I'm happy I'm saved. This tongue thing, just leave me out of it. I'm not interested. <laughs> you know, all these crazy people. But the more I read the Bible, the more I fellowship to God, the more I became hungry for more. I knew. And, and that day, I was alone in my room. We used to stay at K2 then. I was staying in the boys' quarters, you know, you know, for those reasons before I got saved, because I didn't want to stay in the main house so that the atrocities will not be seen by your parents. Do you understand? So you stay in the BQ, you know. But in the BQ alone in my room, boom, I got filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues. My mom would say to me that, because she heard me praying in tongues, said, I pray till morning. I didn't even know. It, the jo- I mean, that's what happens. It takes over your life. I mean, at the initial I mean, thing. But you have to keep coming back for... <laughs> you have to keep coming back for more. Yeah, it's not once filled, forever filled. So you have to desire the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's the best gift anyone can give you. I remember years ago, I was ministering somewhere in the north. I was, um, I was in the north for a short period of time, well, over a year, thereabout. And I was speaking to a group of students, and I was telling them about the Holy Spirit. And they had a lot of questions, like I did. And because I knew where they were coming from, I said to them, you know what, if I answer all your questions from the Bible, you will believe. They said they will believe. I can show them the Bible. And they started firing the questions one after the other, after the other. I mean, by the time we were done, they didn't have questions again. I said, let us pray. Boom. The Holy Spirit hit the room. I didn't lay hands on everybody, anybody. They started speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. They started speaking in tongues. Um, it was, I wasn't ready for it because I didn't even know what was, what was going to happen. Praise the name of the Lord. So the benefits are enormous. I, I, this morning, I just want to whet your appetite, open your mind to the possibilities of the Holy Spirit in your life, in your ministry, in your business. Open your mind. When the Holy Spirit is in charge, you can't go to sleep. The person that is in charge does not sleep, nor slumber. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, people, folks have said to me, oh, pastor, who is your assistant pastor? I said, I am the assistant pastor. I, I did not have just joking. I said, I am actually the assistant. I said, so who is the pastor? I said, it's the Holy Ghost. 
The Holy Spirit is the pastor. So because the Holy Spirit is, is the pastor, the assistant can, can, can be in Cape Town, can be in Kenya, can be in... But since the pastor is always around, the church will keep thriving and moving forward. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> so I, I can give you loads and loads of benefits. I'm going to go through a few. I mean, as many as we can touch on. We will touch on. I won't tell you the number so that <laughs> you will know if I actually finished or not. Um, there are a couple of benefits of the Holy Spirit. The first is this. The Holy Spirit teaches us to pray and gives us a prayer language. Romans 8, 26, 27. The Holy Spirit actually teaches us to pray and gives us a prayer language. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses for we do not know what God wants us to pray for, but he, the Holy Spirit, prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed with words. And the Father who knows their heart, who knows all heart, knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers. So, bottom line, have you gotten to a place, I mean, if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you know this, you, you probably have experienced this. When you're just groaning, you, you don't even know what what's going on, but God is just praying through you. In Jude 1 20 it says, but ye beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith by what? By praying in the Holy Ghost in the Holy Spirit by praying in the Holy Ghost by praying in the Holy Spirit so are you struggling to pray? you need the Holy Spirit Benefit number two, the Holy Spirit comes bearing gifts. First Corinthians 12, 1, 2, and 4. The Holy Spirit comes bearing gifts. It says, now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about spiritual abilities, spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us, I don't want you to be ignorant to misunderstand this, you know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshipping speechless idols. In other words, it's saying that you know that there is supernatural power, negative supernatural, even though they are worthless idols. It says, but the, what God has brought for you is the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts. But the same spirit is the source of them all. So, the Holy Spirit comes bearing gifts. It doesn't come alone. It comes to give. So, when you receive him and embrace him, you are embracing him with all his baggages. And his baggages are the good ones. The gifts that he has for you and I. Number three. The Holy Spirit gives us access to the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2, 13 to 16. The Holy Spirit gives us access to the mind of Christ. When 
We tell you these things. We do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit. Using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truth. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive this truth from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them. And they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. Wow, mysterious people. (laughs) For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things for we have the mind of Christ. Isn't it an amazing thing for you to have the mind of Christ? When all your friends are wondering, what, what, there's so much trouble here. I mean, what can God be saying? You just smile and you just tell them, this is what God is saying. You know, <laughs> at times, the time in my life, that it's always said to me that, you always say, we, I mean, there's confusion. Everybody's wondering. I just smile. This, this is what God's saying. And someone said to me, but you have not even prayed. Some things you don't need to pray. What God is saying, if you have the mind of God, it, it, it just affords you that direction. And boom, you have it. You are quick to understand things. And, I, and I'm grateful to God. One of my pastor friends, I mean, some of you know him. I think he has said it himself also. He said to me some years ago, about seven years ago, he said to me, he said that, um, uh, he said to Yoruba, he said, he said, how come you understand things very quickly like this? What has taken us three years to understand? You, boom, you've understood it. It's not me. It's the Holy Ghost. Praise the name of the Lord. It gives you access to God's mind. Don't run on empty. Some people, their tank is empty. Don't run on empty. Come for a refill. Number five. Just checking. The Holy Spirit protects us. He protects us. Zechariah 2, 5. He says, I will be a wall of fire round about you. And I will be the glory within you. Beginning from today, the Holy Spirit will be a wall of fire around about you. And he will be the glory within you. The word of God says that when the enemy comes as a flood, the Holy Spirit raises a standard against him. Another translation, in fact, the original, it says when the enemy comes, the Holy Spirit as a flood (laughs) raises a standard, you know. Number five. The Holy Spirit gives life to our body, to our physical body. Romans eight eleven says the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you and just as God raised Christ 
Jesus from the dead. He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living in you. Now, the Holy Spirit gives life to your mortal bodies. Are you always weak? Always physically tired? You know, listen, the Holy Spirit doesn't just give you spiritual life. It, it gingers your, your mojo. You are strong and powerful. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> Ask Samson. Samson was anointed. The manifestation of Samson's anointing was in the physical. When the anointing comes upon him, it becomes physically strong. And God is saying that everything that is dying in you, because of the spirit of life in you, that spirit will consume the death and give life to your physical bodies. Number six. The Holy Spirit brings freedom. Brings freedom. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. It says, for the Lord is the Spirit. And wherever, wherever, everybody say wherever. Wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. If the spirit of the Lord is embraced in your body, in your life, guess what? There will be freedom in your life. If the spirit of the Lord is welcome in your business, in your home, guess what? Boom, there will be freedom. Everywhere you see captivity or bondage, absence of the Holy Spirit. You need to bring the force of heaven to bear and say, Father, I bring the presence of the Holy Spirit into this situation and compel it, compel it, and you will see the changes. The Holy Spirit <laughs> reveals the deep things of God to us. The Holy Spirit reveals the deep things of God to us. First Corinthians 2, 10. He says, but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches, searches, more effective than Google, everything and shows us the deep. There are certain searches that Google cannot help you. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, yes. But the Holy Spirit can. You can search. You can search. And you say, Boom. This is the answer. How did you know the Holy Spirit? Listen, there are deep things about your life that the Holy Spirit wants to show to you. And I pray today, beginning from today, you begin to receive them. In the name of Jesus. There are deep things about your life that God does not even want to tell your husband. He doesn't even want to tell your wife. He doesn't even want to tell your pastor. He wants to tell you. He wants to tell you. You have to be available. Number eight. The Holy Spirit regenerates us. Titus 3.5. The Holy Spirit regenerates us. He saved us not because of the righteous things we have done. 
but because of his mercy, he washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. You cannot change your son. You cannot change your children. You cannot change your wife. You cannot change your husband. The only person that can change a person is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. So all you need to do is keep exposing them to the Holy Spirit. Keep exposing your loved ones to the Holy Spirit. Keep exposing them and God will do his work. Number nine. There are ten of them. We can only do seven in the ATM service. The Holy Spirit speaks to us, in us, and through us. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 8, verse 29. It says, the Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the carriage. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, I mean, isn't it beautiful? You are in a place and the Holy Spirit says to you, go there and, you know, and boom, should you not desire that relationship with God? The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go in Matthew 10, 20, it says, For it is not you who will be speaking. It will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. So not only does it speak to us, in us, it speaks through us. When you get your appetite going, when your hunger says, Okay, pastor, I want to develop my Relationship with the Spirit. What do I need to do? The first thing is you need to hunger. You need to thirst for Him. You need to hunger. You need to thirst for Him. If you are not thirsty, you cannot drink the water. You can taste the water, but you cannot really drink the water. Number 10. The Holy Spirit is our guarantee and deposit of the future re resurrection. It's a guarantee of future resurrection. 2 Corinthians 1, 22. It says, and he has identified us as his own by placing his Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything he has promised. 2 Corinthians 5, 5. God himself has prepared us for this. And as a guarantee, he has given us his Holy Spirit. So, the Holy Spirit is the proof that Jesus will not leave you behind. Some people are afraid of the rapture. They are afraid. Oh, what if, what if the trumpet sounds and, and I don't hear it or I don't go? It's impossible. I'll be the first to hear. How do you know, Pastor? Because the Holy Spirit is my seal of redemption. Praise the name of the Lord. So, 
these reasons and many more that we have not even shared shows us very clearly that we cannot even begin to scratch the surface of our destinies if we don't have a legitimate work with the Holy Spirit. We cannot even begin to unravel the deep things concerning our destinies. We cannot even begin to, to, to break open the package of our destinies without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows what is inside you. He knows what he has created you to be. He's the only one that can make it happen. You know, I close with the story of a boy that has a statue and the statue is a clay statue. His great-grandfather gave his father. His father gave his Great grandfather gave his grandfather. His great grandfather gave his father. His father gave him. So it was precious to the boy. So the boy took this the clay statue to to spray paint it gold. He wants it to be gold plated. So they sprayed gold for him, and the boy will um, feel good about it and get home. Of course, over time the the gold plate will will wear off, and the clay will show up. And the boy, you know, went back. And the spray painted, and obviously it happened again. And one day his grandfather visited, and his grandfather said to him, and he, 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 he rather showed his grandfather, oh, see what I've, I've made this um, statue better. You know, it's handed from generation to generation. No, we are the, you know, trendy generation. We clay, we don't, what's clay? We want to spray it gold. Obviously there are patches, I'm going to respray it. How many times have you sprayed it? About four or five times, but I'm going to respray it. So this grandfather took the statue from him, the clay statue, <laughs> took a hammer and began to hammer the statue and broke off the clay. And beneath the clay statue was a statue of pure gold inside it. So the boy was trying to improve by spraying what the grandfather already knows is in the clay. Many times we take our lives, we take our destinies, we are trying to improve ourselves <laughs> by spraying gold plates. But God is saying, no. Let my spirit take the armor and break the clay. In you is pure gold. That the world is waiting to see. Hallelujah. And it takes the Holy Spirit, like this wise grandfather, that knows what is inside before the boy was born, and said, No, you are going about it the wrong way. And look at my life. There are many times I've tried to spray paint things, and God would say, No, let's break it. But breaking is painful. Oh, it's painful. God says, let's break it. I know what I've put inside you, Femi. I know what I've put inside. And as it breaks it, and I see my precious statue collapse only for a gold statue to emerge. Hallelujah. <laughs> Which cup are you going to be today? The one that is close to God? 
takes the statue away from the grandfather. No, 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 don't bring your armor near my statue. I've sprayed it gold. The one that is open to God, half-filled, or the one that is open to God, overflowing. Which are you going to be? Let's burn our hearts. As we burn our heads. I want to pray with you. If you're like, Pastor, right now, my life is like this closed cup. Can you pray with me? I want it to be open to the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Yes, I want to pray with you. I've never given my life to Jesus. Or I used to be with Christ, but I've gone back. My life is close to the things of God. I come to church. I'm close to the water. But the water doesn't get into me. Can you pray with me, pastor? Yes, I want to pray with you. Should I come forward? No, you don't need to come forward. Wherever you are seated, my sister, my brother, I want to pray with you. Put up that hand over your head now, and I'll pray with you wherever you are seated. If you're putting it up, put it up well over your head. Shoot it up. God bless you. God bless you. Keep the hands up. God bless you. Keep the hands up. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. God bless you right there, my sister. God bless you, my brother. My sister over there. God bless you, my brother right here. God bless you. That is me. God bless you right there, my brother. God bless you. That is me at the back. God bless you. That is me. Pastor, pray with me. Put up that hand. I want to pray with you. Once you have the card, you can put down the hand. And I'm going to pray with you in a bit. I, 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 I still want to make the call. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. If you are online, instructions are scrolling. Instructions are scrolling. Oh, Father, we thank you. Oh, Lord, we give you praise and glory, Lord. The rest of us, I say to the Lord, fill me to the overflowing. Holy Spirit of the living God, if indeed you want him to fill you, cry to him. Father, I pray for all that are surrendering to you. If you have the card, why don't you say to God with your own mouth, I open my life to you. I surrender to you. I surrender to you. Feel me afresh. I surrender to you. Oh. Feel my cup. Feel it out. Bread of heaven. Father, we, we pray for everyone that is surrendering to you today. I want to be open to you. We ask that you fill them. Fill us all to the overflowing. And let your name and your name alone be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Let's pray and together for the Lord for his kindness and his mercies.